along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Of course, I am Rod Kolick, New England's own Van Helsink, and with me all the way from East Bridgewater, uh, sipping her wine, of course, in the dungeon mm-hmm. of her home, is the blonde <laughs> bombshell herself, Anne Carrigan. Well, hello. How are you? How are you doing? Ty, I just got back from the uh, club there, burning all those calories, building oh, that muscle, my. you know. Goodness, you're Get, just just a maniac. Getting buff, because I'm re- getting ready for a spirit quest, of course, which is coming this September. Uh Spirit Quest 2016, Angels and Demons. Uh, Can't wait. Awesome, awesome. September 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Steve Parsons from the UK will be here along with Wendy Reardon, who was on our live video broadcast. Uh, yes, yes, yes. She will Just be last bringing week. The, the Pope's uh, death mask. and the Pope's. <laughs> yep, the Pope's. And, She's bringing the Pope's. And, uh, yeah, so... Um, We've got uh, Nancy Smith, who uh, does uh, psychic drawings. and I can't wait to see her. Really? Yeah. I think that sounds really, really interesting. She's been here before. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed She was there. We did the red light seance that year, right? Yep. And, and, uh, and she did a drawing. She was awesome. I still have those drawings. And uh, we have uh, also Kathy Cochran, who does uh, soul drawings, which is another cool thing. Ooh, we're getting yeah. all artsy-fartsy, aren't we? Well, it's it's going to be really good. I mean, we're really into the – I mean, we've got uh, workshops and uh, presentations on exorcism, on uh, signs, on uh, the Shroud of Turin. Of course, I have a, a replica of the Shroud of Turin that I will have along with some other – artifacts as well and so it, it's gonna be great uh and i'll be there yeah of course there you go <laughs> don't so, forget that isn't it important nope i mean yep uh no yeah. no so we we are broadcasting need to rethink this yeah we are broadcasting live right here on tojanet pararex uh astronet radio and wherever else we're being carried all over the world yeah also on itunes so anyways, without further ado, uh, let me introduce to someone who you know, actually. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you booked him as a guest on our uh, video broadcast, and mm-hmm. he, he did a, a, a presentation on his book, 13, uh, I don't know, I forget what it was. 13 Most Haunted I knew you in knew. Massachusetts. Right. And now, yes. since then, he's been really busy, and, and he's come up with a couple of new books that are uh, really exciting, including Paranormal Provincetown and uh, Haunted Boston Harbor. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, I'll let you introduce him. Oh, well, welcome to Sam Baltrusis. Because I would have butchered his name, you know that. Yes, you would have. <laughs> Hi, Sam. Hi, Ed. Hi, Ron. Oh, All right. Th- thank you for joining us. Yes, great that you could be on with us. 
Yeah, I, um, I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah the, the books that you mentioned, uh, Paranormal Province Town and Haunted Boston Harbor, coming out in August. They're like going to be coming out a week apart from each other. So oh, I'm going to wow. be kind of nuts this summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good kind of nuts, though. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's weird because like when you write these books, like I wrote uh, Paranormal Province Town like a year and a half ago. So you really can't dictate what your publisher does with, with the finished product. So they, I have two different publishers in the book. So they're coming out. One publisher is doing it the 23rd, and the other uh, publisher is uh, publishing it August 28th. So wow. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also writing and working on another book. So I have three books possibly coming out this year. That's oh, amazing. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, haunted uh, thir- thirteen most haunted places in Massachusetts, or whatever. Or I forget what the name it was. Uh, yes. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't mean anything against you. That's just who I am. Um, mm. Yeah, my memory sucks. Uh, yes. Basically. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that was a good book, and um, you, you know, and speaking of that, uh, Wendy Reardon, uh who is in one of your new books, I think? She was in my first book. She was book. she was one of the, the stars of my, my first book, Goes to Boston. And, uh, yeah, I just saw on Facebook that she said hello. And I'm like, I haven't, I haven't talked to Wendy in like a couple of years, so it was good to kind of talk, talk to her, connect with her again on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, she, she was just on our live video show uh, last week, right, Ann? Yes, last Wednesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. interesting. Yeah, she, she's she's a, that's a good word. Yeah, she's definitely a riot. I'll tell you the thing is the 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 section that I wrote on Wendy in my first book was like that's probably one of the most talked about chapters in the book. So okay. um, definitely an interesting story, and I, I don't know what the latest is with her, but you know her her book on the, the on the Pope. She's actually really really intelligent. Um, so she mm-hmm. she is able to kind of balance like the ghost world coupled with. Um, her her research academic research work and she's very like the books that she's written are actually really impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't even yeah I I it's such a juxtaposition between the day job and the master's degree in uh, medieval history. <laughs> um, and and she's got this book about dead popes and it's just uh, yeah it's awesome that people can have such varied interests right. and it's it's the the just we would we were going through the book and and she has a whole section on how every pope died mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh you know poisoned strangled etc it, it's it's kind of crazy yep. yeah <laughs> yeah a presentation on that up at spirit course too on on the popes and their death but she is also in uh, my book ghost chronicles uh we have a chapter maureen and i wrote a chapter about her called dancing with the dead Oh, I didn't know that actually. Did that come out a couple of years ago? Two thousand seven. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know she was in your two thousand seven book. Wow. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 She gets around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Jeff, Jeff Belanger, uh, Maureen, myself, and a particle engineer went down and we investigated her studio. That's it when she was in uh, Quincy, I believe. Yeah, did you find like did you find that they were light anomalies or what did what did uh, what was what were the findings? It was fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, there were certainly light anomalies. There's no doubt about that. But I mean, when we had the the Maureen was there, of course, and uh, uh, you know, it was it was interesting. I mean, uh, you know, she went through all her routines because we had to duplicate, you know, 
the situation and you know she, she was all dressed up and everything and mm-hmm. uh, so it was it, it was good and uh you know and i i took a spin on the pole myself and uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure the spirits loved that and, well actually i was i was going around the pole and all of a sudden my emf meter in my pocket went off so it, uh, <laughs> oh really <laughs> and Marie just started uh, laughing at me i goes, well, what's what's so funny and she says well you know i just picked up on this big black transvestite who really likes you run (laughs) (laughs) so there you go okay well she's she's definitely entertaining um we like when i interviewed her for ghost of boston uh she was just in the herald boston herald and she um she had a lot of video uh, evidence, and, and also the location where she was at before was right by the Coconut Grove fire, um, mm-hmm. and we were talking a lot about that too. So there was a lot of uh, kind of just like just kind of talking to her and and, um, and watching the videos. Some of the videos were weird. I mean, they they were definitely strange. I'm sure that there's as an investigator because I'm I'm a paranormal researcher, not an investigator. I'm sure that those things were explainable, but the thing it was entertaining. So. I um, I enjoy talking to her and getting to know her. Yeah, there was a couple that that I found really interesting, and uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it was definitely good. Uh, well, you have these two new books coming out, um, three perhaps, and uh, was it because of the success of that first book that you wrote these other two, or or how did they come about? Well, I, um, yeah, I mean, the, the first book, Ghost of Boston, did really, really well. Um, I, you know, I've been a journalist for 20 years, so this is sort of like, it was, it started off as a side project, but um, it really kind of um, blossomed and then kind of taking over my career, basically. But mm-hmm. yeah, Ghost of Boston did really well, and what did extremely well was uh, Ghost of Salem, my third book. Uh, the second book, Cambridge, didn't do as well, but uh, Salem definitely really just put me on the map. And, um, you know, the, the book, the book deals, I mean, as you know, book deals don't make a lot of money. Uh, but it's, I love doing the work and I love doing the research. And, um, yeah, so it's from that and also just sort of, um, kind of a passion for, um, finding out more stories and really geo targeting, uh, the research that I do. I love Salem. I don't like spending too much time in Salem, but I, but the last two province town, it was kind of like a, uh, a reason to go to P town a lot, uh, Mm -hmm. to do research for the book. And that was fun. And, um, and in Boston Harbor, I spent six months in Boston Harbor giving, uh, narrating ghost tours. And that's not ghost tours, but tours on, uh, vessels going out to George's Island. So it was a lot of, uh, a lot, I, when I do my books, I, I immerse myself into the, into the location. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like visiting for one day, I kind of spend a lot of time there. So I feel really good. It takes me about three years really to, to do the research before I'm able to, um, you know, write the book. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah. That's, oh, sorry, Ian. Go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, that's that's a great way to really approach the subject. And it's much like, you know, if you're really into paranormal investigation as well, the best way is to go back repeatedly to that same location. Um, so I think that that's an excellent approach. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that what you see with the shows like not saying that Ghost Hunters is bad, they do a fantastic job with the investigation, but they kind of just come in and then they say whether or not it's you know they found anything um, and then they leave. But if right. you spend a lot of time, things things change. You know, like Salem when you first see Salem, it's kind of like the superficial facade, and then when you get to really you spend a lot of time there, you see what's really going on, and you have to spend more than just a a day or two days in a lockdown. Uh, to really mm-hmm. get the vibe of what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, I think Boston Harbor, it was, um, it was a joy going out there. And it's kind of, it's, you know, it's only open during the, the summer. It would, it would be awesome if it was open, you know, like in October, November, but, um, it was, it was fun to do it, you know, go there and get tours and learn about the history and really see that people that were, um, on the islands in Boston Harbor were, were marginalized by society. They were kind of like the, the rejects and kind of put on the islands for, you know, whether they're Irish or Native Americans or or, or different in some way, they were kind of put on, on those islands. Mm-hmm. Right. And, of course, the, the first lighthouse in America is Boston Harbor Lighthouse. And, uh, in fact, it's the only manned, uh, remaining manned lighthouse in the country. And it's uh, manned by uh, Sally Snowman. Right. Uh, it's coming on its 300th anniversary uh, this this year, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, the September of this year. It's celebrating 300 years, and that's one of the reasons why they wanted the book to come out in August to kind of correlate with the 300 year anniversary of the uh, the, the Boston Light. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's did, great! Did you find that uh, interesting? You know, of course, uh, I'm the chairman of the board of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, and so I have a a, a great interest in lighthouse. How, how did you find that that particular chapter in your book? Um, it, the, the Boston Light is sort of, I actually reached out to Jeremy, uh, he's, uh, Jeremy Detremont, uh, he's uh, kind of the expert on lighthouses and talked to him about his, he just did a book on, uh, um, Minot's Light or Minot's Light, sorry, I can't pronounce it right. Yeah, Minot's, and he just did a book on Minot's, and, and I just talked to them, and I, you know, spent, the thing, I gave tours in the harbor, but when I was giving tours, uh, Little Brewster was closed. So I wasn't able to spend as much time out at that lighthouse, but I um, I love lighthouses as well. In fact, I'm giving uh, tours this summer um, at the, uh, the the Baker's Island Lighthouse in up near Salem, so in Misery Island. Neat. So so it's fun. I love it. Uh, Frank and I, Frank Grace and I, went to the top, and it was terrifying. <laughs> it was <laughs> going to the, but, yeah, we went to the very top, and Frank was taking pictures, and I was kind of like hyperventilating in the top of the the, the lighthouse. It was it was fun though. Frank Frank and I kind of bonded over that that, that day out out in the. We actually went on the 299 year anniversary, like the day before. Uh, it's 200 like it's, it's anniversary, so we didn't we didn't even plan that. It kind of just happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, Frank's and, amazing. His photography yeah, is amazing. Yeah, he Frank is is sort of he's I would say fearless, but he's definitely more fearless than I am. And I, you know, he's like, "Are you going to go to the top?" And I'm like, "Sure." And I was like hyperventilating, and um, and he was he was fine and he was calm, and I was not. And um, I got down as quick as I could, but yeah, it was. I got you know you talk to people; they were a little apprehensive to kind of go on the record um, regards to the, the alleged hauntings, but. Um, but if you talk to people like the Rangers, and I have talked to Rangers who spend a lot of time on the island, and they'll tell me ghost stories. But mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like touch and go whether or not um, 
that Sally is on board in regards to the ghost war. It's kind of like she's kind of protective, and I think they're kind of uh, wary of going on the record in regards to the ghost war, although she has in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I, I've investigated uh, probably close to a dozen lighthouses uh, uh, in paranormal investigating, including uh, Borden Flats and um, New London Ledge and, oh, God, Portsmouth Harbor, of course, and a bunch of other ones. And they're fascinating. They really are. And, and to be honest with you, there's nothing like spending the night uh, in a lighthouse or on the water. It's just, it's just awesome. I mean, I'm actually, I haven't done the, the one in Fall River, and um, I know that you can stay overnight, and I would love to do that. That's one of those those things I want to do in the near future, maybe this summer. Yeah, uh, Rose Island, you could try that one. There's Rose Island and Borden Flats that both allow overnight stays. Well, they, you know, the, the Graves Light, which you would think of, it's haunted, but according to you, um, the, the new owners, it's not haunted because it's, you know, Graves Light, and it should because. be a bit, but, <laughs> but, but. According to them, it's not haunted, but they were wanting to originally turn it into a bed and breakfast. But if you've ever been out there, it's like a thing in a tin can. It's not very uh, bed and breakfast. You know, it's not a place where you would want to spend the night in that location. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I would and I would love like Paddock's Island. You can, and I love I love Paddock's Island in, in Boston Harbor. Mm-hmm. But it's just not a lighthouse. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, so Paddock's Island. Is that where they had, um, didn't they used to have some kind of institution out there, or am I, am I on the wrong island? Well, it, Long Island, they were, pretty much all of them had it's like some sort of institution. There were um, Long Island, where the homeless shelter was at one point, there was, there was a shelter there. Uh, there was a prison on Deer Island. Pence mm-hmm. Island was, um, <clears throat> it was, a, it, it, it was a, prison, a prisoner of war camp for Italian prisoners of war. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it was kind of like a mini prison. According to people that I heard, the, that the Italians that were kept there, they loved it. It was kind of like a like a vacation as opposed to uh, torturous, you know, encampment. <laughs> um, but you know, but it, it definitely had, to me. If I if I had to pick like the most haunted island in Boston Harbor, probably would be Pedix, just mm-hmm. because of the history and there's just so much. But, you know, the island has a sort of like a, you can feel it when you get out, when you walk on paddocks, just has sort of this untouched history. And of course, it, you know, there's, there are ruins from, from, uh, from the fort, uh, mm-hmm. still there. You can kind of like walk through the ruins and you see the movie, uh, Shutter Island. It was actually shot on paddocks island or parts of it were shot on paddocks island. So right. that kind of penitentiary look, um, mm-hmm. is, you know, perfect for film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. That's- yeah, perfect place. Exactly. Perfect place for it. So, have you had any experiences out there? Yeah, I mean, I spent a, I spent the, the islands that I spent the most time on were um, George's Island, which I spent like every day in George's Island and Paddock's Island. I was on, I gave tours to Paddock's, and mm-hmm. I would spend, I would spend probably two, three days a week out there. <laughs> And I, um, I think there's there's a there's a horse stable. I I kind of had a really good relationship with the uh, the rangers on the island, and mm-hmm. they were they were like, don't like that's the one place they won't stay is the horse stable, which is still being renovated. And mm-hmm. there's supposedly a, a piano man, a, a, a ghost that plays the piano, which is sort of like a law. Like it's been a legend for years. And there's a, huh. there's a uh, according to people on the island, there's a ghost uh, horse. Um, they can smell hay, and they call him Smokey the horse. Aww. And 
So there's a lot of legend on the island. Yeah. <laughs> and the, if you look at the, the story, it, it, there was a, it was a Native American kind of hot spot. And there was actually a massacre prior before the 16, you know, 1620 um, to happen with um, the Native Americans. They actually uh, killed several French um, the people coming in to like kind of check out the island, and there was a, a massacre that happened from uh, some from French explorers that came in. So I think that there's kind of like a Native American energy on that island, um, but that's more feeling and not. I haven't investigated it. Um, I just kind of go on my feelings and talk to people. My my approach is definitely more journalistic, and I talk to people and kind of get their anecdotes and their experiences. Right. And usually I talk to people who have actually done the investigation, if, they've, if it's been investigated. Ah, uh, okay. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for example, I, I interviewed you, Anne, for Fort Revere, which I yes. I yeah. went up to, and that was, <laughs> that, was, you know, that was creepy as heck, too. Um, <laughs> it is creepy there. It really is. And I, I made it all, like, whole, I didn't spend a lot of time in whole, but making it out there and kind of kind of going in and, Seeing like the, the graffiti and sort of like and it was it was like November so it was very cold. Oh, and yeah, yeah. It's kind of spending a lot of time uh, in a place that I really didn't feel comfortable. <laughs> and then <laughs> also like seeing your investigation, uh, East, East Bridgewater's most haunted, um, and seeing you know the, the EVPs you guys collected. And it, 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 there's definitely something there, which I'm not really sure what it is. It could be the French. I know there was like smallpox. It was like a smallpox. Uh, hospital for a while mm-hmm. right it's definitely uh, it's and i don't know whether it's because when you get inside you're kind of disconnected you know what i mean because yeah. there's all these tunnels and it's pitch black even in the middle of the day light um and you're just kind of wandering around oh where does this where does this one go and where does this hallway go and you lose, you know, all point of reference. And I think that that adds to it. Um, but it's definitely, yeah, we got some great EVPs out of there. And this, it's, it's, it's definitely a cool place. That yeah. was our first investigation I, together, right? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. You came up with uh, you and Ron, uh, Ron, Ron Jr. Jr. Many me. Yep. Yeah. Yep, many me. <laughs> and... There's a lot of little outbuildings as well. Like there was one we went to that's further down the hill, and that place was kind of cool. Um, I'm not quite sure what it, I think it used to be like a communications. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Bunker. Oh, yeah, like, like the Telegraph Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, okay. Yeah. Telegraph Tower. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's, place it's was on, funky. Yeah, it's on Telegraph Hill. Now, that was sort of like the connector point for te- when their telegraphs were. Um, you know, they were using telegraphs uh, in Boston. Like that was, that was, um, it, that looked creepy as well. I wasn't able to go inside that, but I did go inside the fort. I was more worried about animals and people, like squatters. <laughs> yeah, inside. yeah. It, it definitely, it's definitely a spot where I, I mean, you can tell people are there, whether they're kids or if they're actually, you know, homeless population. I'm not sure. Um, but I, it, it, you can see some uh, kind of makeshift memorials too. Um, there, during this was during the winter, so it may it gets spruced up. I think during the summer, but it was really creepy when I was there um, last November. Mm, I'm sure, and I can't imagine. And it's so cold, even even in the summertime. I mean, I think we we were up there um, 
it's probably late late summer maybe um going into the fall and yeah it's it's cold when you get in those tunnels yeah and it has a really like it smells like death or something oh it does yeah it's like other things too but <laughs> what i did i did find fascinating about that location is um is the view you can, you can actually see boston light and little brewster and the brewster islands from mm-hmm. from fort revere and hall and i thought that was pretty amazing uh to be able to, to sit, stand on that hill and see the lighthouse you know and it was just it was beautiful it was beautiful but scary at the same time mm-hmm. definitely definitely so you've investigated quite a few places now, or, or at least uh, uh, researched them. And right. what, what to you is probably the most interesting story that uh, you've run across? Well, I mean, we talked about this on the on the TV show, but I, I I'm really interested in the uh, the well, gardener. I have two new books since coming out since then, so I didn't know oh, if yeah. anything new well, had come up. I, I think that for me, like the, the most interesting story, like I, the, I, I love the Boston Harbor. You know, I love Boston Harbor. Nix's mate always was always interesting to me. Uh, Paddock's Island was interesting to me. Um, I think that the Provincetown book, there's a lot of hidden things that a lot of people didn't know about. You know, like uh, like I kind of go into the the Tony Chop Chop. There's a lot of murder in Provincetown mm. that was sort of like swept under the cover and covers. And I think that. Um, the P-Town probably interests me the most, and, like, I, I'm excited. I think the book turned out fantastic, and um, I, I'm excited about that. The, the Boston Harbor book is longer than my usual books, and it's definitely more historical-driven. Um, but the P-Town book is just pure scary. It's just like a – when you read it, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is terrifying. So I, I think I think it changes what my, what my favorite and most interesting story is. I think, you know, for these two books, the Tony Chop Chop haunting – uh, the serial killer in Provincetown at the Victoria House that interests me the most. Uh, in Boston Harbor, I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards um, Pennix Island because I, I really fell in love with that island. And then also, kind of the I, I would say Boston Line is up there as well. And then uh, Fort Revere was kind of a hidden gem. I think I'm, I'm glad that you guys investigated that, and I think mm-hmm. it's not really talk, talked about as much uh, in the other books and other. Publication, so I'm kind of excited about the Fort Revere chapter as well. Cool, that's awesome. I'm excited to see it in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're actually quoted in the book, and, and we talk about like there was like the EVPs in there. I guess when they were doing EVPs, the the EVPs said the person doing the recording's name, uh, which mm-hmm. is creepy, and yes. just the general I the vibe. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Anyways, that's the tunes, which means we have to take a break. So uh, we'll be right back after the following messages. You listen to Ghost Chronicles, Next Generation with Ann Carrigan, Ron Kolick, and our special guest, Sam Paltrusis. Yep. There you go. And we'll be right back after the following messages. <laughs> Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, ParaX Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, author Sam Baltrusis. Hello. Hello. <laughs> of course. I'm fluent in the language. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> so, uh, Sam, when you you interview people as as part of your research, what right. person have you found that was really uh, impacted by a place being haunted or, or an experience they had? Who who do you think? And, and the people that you have uh, interviewed, I think uh, the, the F.K. Pierce Victoria Mansion that was the number one haunting um, in my my last book, Thirteen Was Haunted in Massachusetts. Um, I think there was a lot, lot a lot of people have stories from that house in Gardner, um, and, and so it was like a lot of firsthand accounts. Um, a lot. I'll be honest with you, Ron. A lot of it's digging for information, so you have to like really because people people in New England are kind of tight lipped about telling <laughs> talking about ghosts. So it's more the process of kind of like letting them get to know you and trust you and then, then having them open up about their experiences. And, it, you know, pretty much everybody, not everybody, but there's a, lo- a large percentage that has had an experience that they can't explain. Some of it is bonkers. Some of it, um, some mm. of it is, is, you know, truly creepy. Um, so it, it's been across the board. I, you know, I think the SK Pierce Victoria Mansion, I think, is out of all the things that, you know, I've written about recently, um, I think that that was, um, probably the most profound. And it, just Salem, period. Like the spending time in Salem and giving tours in Salem. And I know that's kind of like everyone kind of expects that to be creepy, but it really is creepy. There's a lot of stuff, but kind of happening beneath the surface that you don't see until you spend a lot of time there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, as you did Salem, what what some of the places that you found were were creepy? Well, I mean, I had. I mean, there, there's this the right by the, the burying ground. There's the the little brown house, the Samuel Pickman house, and I had we had this photo. Like some a kid on my tour shot a photo, and I I really can't explain it. It's like it it's, looks like a demonic entity, and it, the whole backstory to that is. Um, 
that and this is all legend and it's not it's not fact um and so the legend is that a, that a man um and his wife and his daughter uh in the 1700s lived in that house and he became possessed by an entity and he um he uh, took his wife out to the front yard tied her to a tree poured wax down her throat and killed her and yeah. then tied his and yeah exactly and then and then tied uh his daughter up in the attic and i've actually seen a, what looked like a shape of a girl in the attic before and this is before i knew the whole backstory and mm-hmm. you know i had i i've i've been um salem to me out of all the places that i've been to i'm usually i'm very cautious about going to places that are really really haunted um and i had a situation where i had scratch marks on my chest um mm. in salem that I can't explain. It was like literally, and it was it was there, and then it was gone the next day. And it, it was around the Joshua Ward House, which is now um, it's it's now a bed and breakfast now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say Samuel Pickman House, but, um, the, the Gardner Tengree House. That's where the Captain Joe White murder happened. Um, that's a creepy location, and then also the Ropes Mansion, which has actually opened up again. Uh, it's been closed because there's. Mysterious fires that happen at the Ropes Mansion, um, and if you if you um, if you in my book and goes to Salem, you actually find uh, that uh, the the woman who supposedly haunts the, the place, uh, Nabby, uh, she she uh, caught on fire and burned alive in the house. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, so the, I, that I mean that could explain the the poltergeist activity and sort of the mysterious fires. But they can't explain how why the house catches on fire. Just kind of like. It strangely catches on fire, so there's a lot of little, there's a lot of weird places in Salem. <laughs> there's like pretty mm-hmm. much everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that that was common um, in that era. Um, you know, like like uh, when they had the big skirts. No, the the women would catch their skirts on fire from the fireplace. It was it was actually yeah, it happened in um, in Cambridge as well. It was in the Longfellow House, um, which was in my second book. Fanny, uh, the Longfellow's wife, Fanny, um, was she caught on fire too? She was wearing a petticoat, and right. uh, and and then um, Wadsworth Longfellow, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, actually saw his wife burning alive, and he was he was asleep in his bed, and he woke up seeing his wife running on, in flames, and mm-hmm. he took a rug and tried to put out put her out, mm-hmm. uh, but she died the next day. So it was very common and very very tragic. Yes. Yep. Thank God we invented mini skirts. Thank man. God, right? Oh God, uh, <laughs> that's, that's bad one. It was all, you know, it was all about you know preservation. Uh, right, self-preservation. Exactly. Mini skirts. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but um, Salem, when you think about its history, I mean, it was a port town. You had that whole pirate thing going on. Smugglers, whatnot. I mean, yeah, but they had that at every port city and up and down the the coast of New England. Yeah, yeah. Every every it, major city has tunnels where where smugglers tunnels and and uh, and Shanghai tunnels and you know tax tunnels and you know it, it's pretty much that way up and down the coast. Mm-hmm. Well, Ron, I, my theory is this. I mean, you know, there's a lot of like witchcraft and. I feel like people conjure in Salem. I really do. I think there's a lot of like uh, like they conjure spirits, and uh, there's a lot of uh, you can believe it or not believe it. I think that 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 does happen there. 
and what for whatever reason it's, it, in my opinion it's more active i'm sure i'm sure that you know that's based purely on feeling and not fact and not investigations a lot of the investigations that have been there have been kind of um usually it's like things like batteries like draining and well you guys were at the wicked good books right you did an investigation oh in yes basis. uh-huh Yep, and and I think that I spent a lot of time looking at good books, and like my book sells extremely well there. And they um, they let me go down in the basement uh, during a book signing, and you know it, it's something down something down in that basement. And yes, there is. I, and <laughs> I I heard I heard that you guys felt the sensation of like uh, someone being choked or for the feeling of being choked in the basement. Is that true? We um, and? this is <laughs> really unusual. We all went up there, Braun and uh, Maureen Wood and myself, when we met. And we did a live broadcast, yeah. Yeah, we met. We met. Um, we had dinner before the broadcast. Then we went to the bookstore. Everybody was fine. Ha, ha, ha. Great show. Fun broadcast. We all leave. And I get in my car to drive home. And I'm like, wow, you know, my neck's really bothering me. And it was like the right the right hand side of my neck. And and by the time I got home, I literally could not turn my head. I had to like do that whole turn your whole body thing to look over your shoulder. And I uh I, I was talking to Ron the next day and I'm like, Oh my god, my neck is killing me and he's like, What did you say? I said, My neck is killing me and he's like, Mine is too. It's been bothering me since last night and I'm like, Stop it. Just stop. And he's like, I'm not kidding, Ian. And he's like, which side, you know, which side? And I'm like, the right side. And he's like, oh, my God. So he's like, I'll call you right back. I got to call Maureen. <laughs> and all, all three of us. All three of us. Do you have any explanation? Would it be because of the, you feel like that the, maybe the, the, the innocents that were accused of witchcraft were reaching out to you? Or do you feel like it was having the duck to go down into, into the cellar? Like, do you have any explanation as to why no, that happened? It was, it was definitely uh, nothing that. No ducking thing that for. Oh a, no, because I no. only went down the cellar just the one time. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, and I, I have no clue, no clue what would have. And I felt, you know, like I mean, I'm not that I'm particularly it sensitive. It felt like you was, you know, it, you might have been strangled or even hung. Who knows? But the, it's definitely yeah. that you know we all had neck problems and we all. Yeah. I found that out all independently of each other. It's not like right. you know, we're all three of us sitting together and said, "Oh, my neck hurts." Says, "Oh, that's funny. My neck hurts too." But yeah. no, it was you know through me that I talked to each of them and found out. Yeah. Uh, that neither one of them knew. Either I didn't know either until I started talking to, to Anne that right. there was something going on. So. Craziest thing. That's one of the, the crazier things that I think has have happened <laughs> <laughs> to well, us I mean, after, a, after a live broadcast, I, you know? I think that like, for me, like when people, when, I, when, when my publisher first asked me to do the Salem book, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like Salem has been so overdone. Um, mm-hmm. But spending a lot of time in, uh, in Salem, it, it, I think it's truly special. I mean, I, I, I definitely it has the dark history, but like Juan said, it, there's a lot of other like Marblehead and other other um, cities, the port cities across, down up and down New England yep. have a, a similar history. And there are witches in Boston, there are witches in Cambridge. Like there were, you know, it's not just Andover. the, the and over there, the witches everywhere. People that were mm-hmm. accused of being uh, witches. I think it's just sort of a, a years of. of I don't know. Years of, of of kind of a lot of a lot of stuff happened there. You know, a lot of stuff happened since 1692. 
<laughs> a few things, yeah. Yeah, a few and, things. <laughs> and you know what's interesting too is is you know maybe if if there are witches or, or these people died from which being accused of witches, and you know people go there looking for it. So they they actually you you brought right. the point on about them being conjured. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of what it is. It's like you know the they're being drawn from the all the energy that's that's going on there. The, you know the ghost tours that are run every night there in the fall, and mm-hmm. uh, you know then not just one of them, tons of them, and and all these people looking for it. everybody knows the history of it. So it's all in their minds, and uh, you know it's it's. It's amazing, actually, that uh, that you know all this activity does occur because there are you know I, I did a, an interview for a, a Danish TV show. We met in Salem. That's where they wanted to do in Salem because it was at that time it was part of the uh, Festival of Dead. And they said, "Well, why do you think uh, Salem is the most haunted city?" And I says, "Well, I really don't, and that's the truth. <laughs> I, I really didn't. Uh, you know, I, I believe there are there are many many hauntings. I mean, how do you how do you even rate them? You know, I mean, you have your your thirteen most haunted. I know, I know. How do, yeah. how do you rate? I mean, that it, you can't. It's hard. Really. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 subjective. It's and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of it, like the see the see something is the most haunted. It's generally the most popular, you know, like the, the one that most people know the most about and have the most stories. Like when I, when I, when I did the 13 Most Haunted list, I reached out to people, you know, that are in the field and I said, you know, who, what would you rank, you know, number one? And of course, like someone like Joni Mahan, who wrote a book on uh, the SK Pierce Victoria Mansion, she's going to say the SK Pierce Victoria Mansion. But I had a lot of that. Like a lot of people said, I'll tell you, out of all the places I've been to, that's the most, to me, the most haunted. And I know that you guys spend time there as well. Um, and some, I've had people who are I, uh, investigators that I respect um, say that they investigated and they found absolutely nothing there. But pretty much everyone I've talked to, they have had experiences there um, at the, the Victorian Mansion in Gardner. Oh, definitely. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I personally, like, I, I'm terrified of the place. I know they're, they're opening that up as a bed and breakfast uh, or, or, or overnight haunt. And I got to actually meet uh, Rocco Conti, uh, uh, the the owner, the new owner, um, and his wife at FilmCon. Mm-hmm. And oh, nice. um, yeah, they're really really good people. And, yeah, and they, that's, they were like, that's we we had him on the show, and that's where I got the information yeah. was from you. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. He um, he's a he's a great guy, and they're doing they're they're actually repainting um, the house, and they're doing a, a really fantastic job at kind of uh, maintaining the historical accuracy of the building and. Um, just good people, and there's a lot of people are very invested in that house. So people, mm-hmm. as in like my readers and, and people in general, they want to know what's happening, and right. it's, they feel they feel like it's it's part of who they are. And I am um, by putting that that um, house in my book, it kind of opened up a floodgate of a lot of people. Wow. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm sure Mr. Conti feels the same way because you kind of. You feel obligated to kind of like, like you know, let people know what's going on, and um, and they they were, I think it made a lot of people happy that it was that they were validated that it was number one. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, it definitely is subjective, Ron, but it, it it is it's very hard to um, to give a number to like what is the most haunted and what's not the most haunted. Yeah, right. You know, if, if somebody asked me that, I, I don't think I could. I, you know, I, I really couldn't because there are so many. 
places that are haunted and uh, that you've had experiences. I mean, how do you how do you rate them? And it, it's so difficult. Uh, you, and the more you do, the more difficult it is because, you know, it's easy. Like, for instance, if you, you, you know, you, you say to Joni Mira, what do you think? And, of course, she wrote the book on it and everything else. She's going to say that place. And, you know, yeah. it's the. You know, if you have people that are invested in it, it's well. And and you know the interesting thing about it, though, is once a place does get a reputation, it's that it's kind of like what you talked about in Salem, is that they expect things to happen, and they usually happen. And mm-hmm. so how much is that is being created by the people that are going there expecting things to happen? You know what I mean? A lot. Uh, Sam? Yeah. I think, for example, like the Lizzie Borden house, which I, I feel like is so overrated um, in regards to it. it always, <laughs> and I, I'm actually going there again um, in August, and, and I, I, feel, I feel like that it, because that wasn't number one, I got a lot of flack. People thought that the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast should be the most no. haunted place in Massachusetts. And people mm-hmm. that I respect said no. I mean, people, they were, they were like, listen, Sam, I, I spent a lot of time there. I definitely think that, like, like I think that people – are drawn to the story of Lizzie Borden, but I, it, I just felt like it wasn't the most haunted. But I'm doing a, a crime scenes book, um, uh, like the most haunted crime scenes book, and it probably would be at the top of the list, mainly because of right. just because it was a major crime scene. You know, it was it was, mm-hmm. it was definitely it was the crime scene. It's the only place you can go and spend the night where there was a murder. You know, in, in the house. Right. Uh, so yeah, that I mean, was really the OJ depends. trial of that century. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you know, and, and you know, what's weird is also Salem has the the Captain Joseph White story, and that was their murder house too. And like, why don't we spend the night at the Gardner Pingree house in Salem, but we do at the Lizzie Borden house? You know, it's kind of it's kind of it's interesting. Yeah. You know? Can you now? I'm not familiar with this story. Can you give us a like a Reader's oh, Digest which version? Which the, one? The the Captain oh, okay. White murder. Oh, Captain Joseph White. Well, every city has sort of like their crime of the century, you know, and, and like Lizzie Borden was in Fall River. Uh, Captain Joseph White was in the 1800s. He was a, um, a merchant, wealthy merchant. He lived on Essex Street, a beautiful uh, brownstone. He was um, in his bed, and it was uh, basically a murder-for-hire scenario. So the two oh. uh, Knapp brothers, um, they had a piece of wood. It was a... Um, Hickory and hit him. They hit him over the head, attacked him in the bed, and then they stabbed him thirteen times in the heart. Mm. Um, so it was it was a very brutal murder. The fact that he was so um, well, you know, he was sort of like a well respected and, and um, well, you know, was he was wealthy, and so people really focused on this, and so it, it made major headlines. And there was a whole understory. It was actually paid for by. Or it was uh, orchestrated by uh, a Cronenshield, in which um, a Kern- they're a wealthy. They were also a wealthy family in mm-hmm. Salem, and the Cronenshield um, gentleman, I forget his first name. He uh, was an accomplice to the murder. He actually hired the Knapp brothers to, to do the murder, and um, uh-huh. yeah, it was just it was it was gruesome, and it involved money, and it involved kind of like the the, the mystery that inspired people like Nathaniel Hawthorne and Edgar Allan Poe. Who wrote the Telltale Heart? Supposedly based on that story, so it was more oh, an inspirational. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was definitely an inspirational story for uh, people of the cop, you know, like 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 Poe and and Hawthorne, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So it, it's one of those stories that I think that, um, of course, it's not as as I guess you know it, it, as interesting as Lizzie Borden 
because you don't really know if she actually did it or not. I think that's sort of like what makes it so fascinating. And also the fact that she's a woman, I think, makes it even more fascinating. Right. But with um, the Knapp brothers, what I find kind of interesting is the Cronenshield house is actually placed right next to the Gardner Pingree house on Essex Street. So it's kind of this, the, the, the family of the, of, the, of the man who actually orchestrated the murder of, of, of uh, Joseph White is mm-hmm. his house is right next to uh, the Pingree house. So kind of a weird Salem synchronicity. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So are, are you, will you be looking at the smutty nose murders by any chance? The what? Smutty nose? <laughs> What's a smutty nose? Seriously, you don't know about the sm- smutty nose island and the murders? The sm- the, no, tell me about it. What's the oh, smutty, smutty nose? nose smutty nose, uh, in fact, it's named after smutty nose beer. Uh, smutty nose beer is named after the island. Yeah, there was yeah. a, uh, uh, it was, uh, once again, a crime of the century. There was a uh, three women on an island, and uh, they were attacked and axed. And uh, uh, there was uh, they blamed this man from it. They captured him in Boston, brought him back, stood trial. And there was, of course, there's been a great deal of um, controversy over the verdict. But he was convicted of the murders and and killed. But uh, it was on an island. Uh, Supposedly, you went on the island. There was three women that lived there. And uh, he uh, you know what, what island it was? Yes, yeah, Smutty Nose Island. <laughs> where where is where's Smutty Nose Island? It's in uh, Portsmouth. Uh, oh, well, it's in Portsmouth. Okay. In yeah, the Portsmouth I, area, it's in it's in Massachusetts, but it's uh, you know by the uh, the, the uh, well New Hampshire, I guess. You know where uh, the Isle of Shoals are, and it's yeah, it's yeah, part, it's part of the Isle of Shoals. Are you? Uh, hey, do you do like a pirate cruise? I heard you did like a like a. Oh uh, yeah, we a do boat. one every year. Uh, Arg. There does. <laughs> That's one of the islands we we go, and and, and Smutty Nose Island. I mean, there's also other stories. Of course, uh, is the oh. Spanish Spanish galleon that uh, uh, shipwrecked on the island uh, during the winter, and when they woke up, they found the the body of the sailors who reached the door of the house, but froze to death before they could. Well, I gotta, I gotta check the Smutty Nose Island out. I, when, when is the, when is the pirate? Is it coming up at all? Have you sold out yet, or is it still available? Oh no, it's still available. That's early. I want to go. That sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, there you go. You can go see Smutty Nose. There you go. <laughs> so I, don't, I didn't know, Ron. Now, now it's going to probably make my book because you, cause you brought it up. <laughs> it was a, yeah, I mean, there's it's a ton of information on it. There's several books that have been written on it. Uh, there's been movies on it. Uh, yeah, Smutty Nose. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, mm. uh, you know, I'll, I'll message you the, the uh, information or whatever you want. I, yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, like, for me, I, I'm so targeted. Like, my target is definitely Boston, Salem. Like, I get really geo-targeted. So if it's anything that's, like, oh, okay. north, I'm sorry. even higher. Well, no, but no, the thing is, like, I need to op- open up my repertoire because because <laughs> if i'm going to do the whole state of massachusetts i gotta be you know i feature things that are actually in massachusetts and i need to know all the stories so yeah, yeah that was, you know what i that the, the only problem with that i think it's in new hampshire i'm pretty sure that it's part of the island oh, okay. in new hampshire. that's probably and i think it's like new hampshire definitely interests me and like i like i i'm really my i found that sort of recently that my um my family going back a couple a couple generations originally was from um 
for, from Portsmouth, uh, from Newport, Rhode Island. And I, I went, I went to see the graves of my family, like my ancestors out there. It was kind of, it, it's kind of weird because I, I grew up technically in Florida, Chicago and Florida. And I moved here in 1990. And I, um, knowing that I'm kind of originally a New Englander was kind of, so I'm, I'm really drawn to, to Rhode Island too, like Rhode Island and, and Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, I'll, I'll send you a message too, because I have some murders down near me in Halifax, Mass. Oh, okay. You just have to go over the Bridgewater. Bridgewater is in the freaking news every night. Well, I know. The crime, yeah. crime city of the world <laughs> down there. I, I honestly glad, Ian. I, I never realized how what an evil place you live next. We're to. just violent <laughs> down it's here. Like everything going on there. It's like fire uh, and and that. It's like, oh my god, I Ian. I, I start worrying about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I have to say is that Thompson Cemetery in Halifax. You can see the stones where it says that they were murdered right on their gravestones. Oh, that's. I, mean, I hate to say that that's good, but that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. Yeah, like yeah, that's. It, it's. I mean, it's right really up your alley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, the thing I have, a, like, I have no problems with like the South Shore, North Shore, and in Boston, but getting like Central Mass and like like Adam, like North Adams, like that's mm. hard. I don't spend as much time in like Worcester and that area. So if, there's, if you know of anything out there, that would be great too. Ah, I'll see what I can find. Cool. <laughs> I know people. I know people there. <laughs> one, of the, one of the most interesting uh, murders in, in my neck of the woods uh, back in the 60s was the Edgerly trial. And uh, he uh, murdered his wife and hacked her up and threw her in the Beaver Brook. <sighs> and there's there's all kinds of stories about the the house that he lived in in Lowell being haunted. And then when he moved to Drakeit, uh well, the family moved to Drakeit, uh The police were called in because there was stuff like going on all over the place, and the, and the cops wouldn't even go in and everything. And and the interesting thing about it too is that uh, his daughter ended up being murdered as well. Uh, so oh my gosh. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's you know sometimes you think a family's cursed. This would be mm-hmm. one. So, anyways, that is uh, the doorbell, which means pizza, pizza from, from the, the dead. dead is here. Wow. So we've got to wrap it up. Sam, it's been great talking with you. Uh, we, we really, you know what? Yeah, we should go with them sometime or do something. You know, the, together it would be interesting uh, as as a documentary on his book and and what he does. I'd love that. that yeah. Would be I, what do you think? I definitely I, I enjoy it because I like talking to you guys, and and I definitely when I go to these places, I'm kind of a I'm a chicken, so I'm kind of fun to be to be with. I like scream like ah. Oh, um, well, oh, that's even can't. better. That's even better. That's, you know, <laughs> my favorite my favorite paranormal show of all times, of course, is is uh, most haunted because of of that screaming. So I mean, that's that's uh, perfect. So I'm, I'm all over that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do a great show of me screaming the whole episode. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, would be, it would be interesting because it would document what you do and how you do it, which I, I find fascinating, really do, because mm. there are a lot of paranormal investigators, and you can see what they do on any YouTube channel and, and you know, Facebook page. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's interesting to see what a, you know, a real journalist does, at least, at least in my it's mind. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a totally different approach, and I, I think that – I'm able to get it's it's kind of a mixture of anecdotal stuff. Like a lot of people have their personal stories coupled with historical fact, which we cannot actually dig up. So, yeah, I love the actual investigating part. I like leave it, leave it for people like you 
to do it. And of course, I, when I hear something like an EVP, I flip out because it's, <laughs> it's so surreal. Oh, yeah, that sounds like fun, that's for sure. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, just we, we wait. We yeah. wrap it up. It's about 15 seconds. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you or buy your books, where could they do that? Yeah, I mean, I'm on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. So you can go to 13mosthaunted.com. Um, you can also uh, go to Boston Haunts, H-A-U-N-T-S dot com. That's my ghost tour that I have in Boston. Awesome. Oh, cool. Awesome. All right. All right, Sam, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll get together sometime. All right. Thanks a lot, Rob. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Thanks. Good night, Sam. All right. Good night. Well, another show down the tubes, so yep. uh, there you go. Uh, check out Spirit Quest. Go to my website, neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Well, till next time, I guess it's good night and God bless. Good night. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.